Hey, Oops, the podcast listeners. You can find us on every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were gonna launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio Gallarati, joined, as always, by the wonderful Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you doing? I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, Hi. Uh, good to see you, man. We're, we're joined by a uh, by a great guest today. You might have seen him on his uh, Netflix special and Comedians of the World. He's also uh, one of the main characters in the show Rami on Hulu. Please give it up for Dave Mahesh, everybody. Yeah. Can I? Oh, did I fit in the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Please get <laughs> raising the roof a little bit. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you guys as a collective or and separately? Well, Julia, you can answer for both of us. I think individually we're both doing well. We're we're in good setups. We've been bouncing around uh, as a unit. I feel we're doing very well as well, Francis. I don't know if I I speaking for both of us here, but yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, heading back to New York City tomorrow, which will be great. Um, I have so much more weed there than I do here. I only brought I brought road weed, which is uh, it's. I mean, I don't think I packed enough. You know what I'm saying, Dave? You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I've never heard the term road like that way, the way you said it, like road weed, which I think is amazing. Because it is road weed, but you never really, I don't think I've called it road weed. And I've been running, I've had the weed and I'm like, shit, I don't have any more. This sucks. Yeah. And yeah, just, I, I, it's walking around weed. Like I, had, I have friends who are really into cocaine and they, they, they call cocaine trap. Um, because, uh, one of their friends, his favorite thing to do would be like to tell people to come over to his apartment before a, a night out and, and then they would come over and then they would just do cocaine until five in the morning and not go out. And he would trap them in his apartment. <laughs> with yeah. So, yeah. So they call it like, ah, we need a little walking around trap. That's what they would call it. We need a little, <laughs> little walking around trap. And so I, I have my walk. I only brought my walking around weed for this uh, this trip to my girlfriend's family. So I'm excited to have my drawer full of goodies and uh, iterations. Yeah, yeah. Love so it, dude. Think, just I, like road head, road weed is not quite as good. Mm, mm -mm. Look, look, G. I'll tell you this though, man. I have uh, I 
can't remember the last time I got roadhead, but um, I don't. I think to me, it's all on the same level. Um, it depends on the the amount the the wait time. Like, do you all know head I mean? matters. Like, you know, if I haven't had a head in uh, seven months, and if it's roadhead, it's still at a high level of normal because I don't have anything to put it to. Dave, here's why I disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> Here's why I disagree. There's the, first of all, right? One one of the most important parts of receiving oral sex for both for both genders, I would say, is uh, being relaxed, right? Yeah. And you simply cannot relax while you're driving a car, right? Um, no. Meaning, you know, you've got to focus on keeping a steady weighted foot on the gas pedal. And I'm a twitcher when I'm really enjoying kind of, you know, oral sex. And I just find that I, I get I get a little car sick based on how I drive. And then the second thing is, no matter what, she's fishing your penis out of your fly, right? Yeah. So Probably. it's not, I like, in the same way that I like to uh, use a toilet with my pants completely off, I prefer that. I prefer to receive uh, oral sex completely naked. And if you're fishing it out <laughs> out of a pair of blue jeans, um, you're just not you're not getting the balls get no play, no play yeah, whatsoever, right? True. And and I don't know the whole thing for me. Roadhead is is. Have you guys seen the um, the world according to Garp? No. Oh, it's a classic um, Robin Williams movie that was based on a, a very famous book by the guy who wrote A Prayer for Owen Meany, I think. Um, but I can't remember what his name is. Famous American author. Um, and there's this scene where his wife is cheating on him with one of her high school students, blowing the kid in a parked car in their oh driveway. God. And Robin Williams comes up behind, crashes the car into that car, and she bites his penis off. And I've <laughs> always been so fearful that that would happen during Roadhead. Dude, it's a fair concern. Okay, look, I'm going to be honest with both of you. I haven't ever had Roadhead. I've had... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, this is the other thing. I, I'm speaking for Dave here because I know him very well. But Dave, I know that, as Francis is saying, the best part of getting head is relaxing. I know that you don't relax in yeah. any scenario. I, 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 I was, uh, I was in a parking lot. We weren't moving and she, she went down on me and I was still panicky. And, uh, to the point when I came, I went, ah, like I, I, I gave an anxiety, like, ah, and she was mm -hmm. so mad. She goes, I feel that's so hurtful. And I'm like, no, no, I do enjoy it, but it's just the surroundings. We're in a dark corner. Like we're in a parking lot. I don't know if the neighbors, I just couldn't get comfortable. And that car wasn't even moving. We did everything we could do where nobody could see. And I was still uh, full of panic and couldn't fully. Dave, uh, you are, uh, we are birds of a feather, my friend. Okay. Because let me tell you something. I apologize 100% of the time when I come in a girl's mouth. I apologize. And they get mad. They've got, they get mad. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm doing this. Don't, don't apologize. That, that's not sexy. You know? And I'm like, well, I'm taking inventory of everything I've eaten yeah. over the last 24 hours, and it is a witch's brew uh, that is sure to contribute to some very bad flavors for that batch of oh, sperm God. you just pelicaned down Fla your throat. Flaxseed semen. 
Dude, it's, 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 no, the odds of me having eaten pineapple are so <laughs> slim. Right. So slim. To the extent that on the rare occasions where I do eat pineapple, I'm like, I sure hope somebody blows me soon <laughs> <laughs> to take advantage of this. <laughs> Never happens. Dude, I know that I, I don't like being told how my, you know, how my semen tastes. Regardless of whether it's good or bad, I don't. It, it's really like a, I feel very vulnerable in that moment. I don't need to talk more about it, you know. Yeah. Like in in the moment, I'm happy to talk about it now. This is great, but yeah, you know what I mean. <sighs> well, Dave, you just moved into a new apartment um, by yourself, right? I did. Yeah. So this is like big boy moves, and you know, Dave is a guy who's been in the game for many many years. You know, I, you've experienced many kind of like waves of where you had were having big success and then where things were slower and then big now i would argue you're having big success again um what does it feel like to have your first apartment by yourself um i should have had a long time long long time ago i should have had an apartment by myself way like i'm too not too old but i mean do you know what i mean like i should experience this earlier but i um i got a two tvs but not on purpose the tv i had was so small that when I put it on the wall in the living room here, it just looks so tiny that I bought like another one. And now I have two TVs and uh, a friend was like, how do, how do you not live alone for so long? And the first time you live by yourself, you have two TVs. And now I just go in the other room. Cause I feel like that TV doesn't get attention. So I'll just watch shit. Maybe that I don't want to watch just so that I could be like, I'm using this TV. And it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, that that Japanese woman who wrote the subtle art of of tidying up yeah. would tell you to get rid of the smaller TV. Marie Kondo. Yeah, yeah, Marie Kondo. It's not the subtle art. What is it? What is it? The I, the, I forget what it's called. Glorious tidying art up or something. Yeah. I forget. Hmm. Um, Dave, that is. I mean, that that is like living alone. Shit. You're very excited about it. It's not necessarily that exciting of a thing, but I'm glad that this is a big. Milestone. Yeah, none of it is like <laughs> none of it is exciting. It's just like you're alone, but then you're like, "Fuck, I, I, I'm alone." Like you know what I mean? You're just like, man. There's a lot of time in the day when you're just by yourself. You're like, "I'm gonna watch like 15 hours of TV." I guess it's just that I just need, was around people for so long that you're just like sitting there on a couch, like okay, anticipating people to talk. Do, do you know what I mean? Like being a, and with roommates for so long, right? Um, like. Uh, yeah, someone's going to show up and hang out. Like, you just keep thinking that, and you're like, nope, no one's showing up. It's just me. <laughs> well, dude, all right. So I have a, a, a bunch of questions for you. Another thing, you're one of the only people that I know who's ever ridden the bus in Los Angeles. I have, multiple times. And, Dave, uh, on the subway. Dave was riding the bus and the subway in Los Angeles. I don't know how many of you guys know about Los Angeles. That is, I don't know a lot of people who do that. And I apologize if that's naive of me, but I've never really met many people who have bus stuff and like is it as stressful and sketchy as they say or is yeah. it um yeah there was once a girl i remember on the platform talking to dudes and i was terrified like she i think she was just flirting with men and i was like not not here not in the underground la also <laughs> if this cycle comes near me i'm jumping on the tracks i don't give a f what the fuck is she doing like she was like so jolly and she was like, hey guys. I'm like, no, there's a man with an LA tattoo on his neck. There is no way, like we are all not talking. It's people will like 
There was yeah. one time, I think it was when I was going to move. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this train or the subway. I had my headphones on and I just saw a guy screaming. Like, I, I, don't, I couldn't hear what he was saying. And I finally was like, fuck, man, maybe I should take my, air, uh, my headphones off. And I took them off and the guy's looking at me. He goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I was like, whoop. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken those out. <laughs> I got up, dude, and I just... I couldn't leave because it it wasn't to stop yet. So I just sat. I just stood near the the door, just waiting. I was like, I'm gonna die going to to fucking Union Station in L.A. This is the saddest shit, or North Hollywood, one of the two sadder places. That's very dude. That's fucking yeah. stressful. Well, I I just love that story because like this is like two or three years ago. You're riding the fucking bus in L.A., which is not an ideal situation. You know what I mean? Like you would have preferred to have not been riding the bus in L.A. Yeah. Um, but I imagine, you know, you were trying to do, you know, do your thing and have longevity, but now dude, you're like up for Emmy consideration, <laughs> which is a wonderful tale of entertainment. You know what I mean? You stick around long enough. Dave now is a fucking world-class actor. Yeah, you, you know, I was taking a bus from, no, that's, I, I was taking a bus to Santa Monica, dude. And I, and this guy, um, I'm like, he's next to me. And I go, oh, that shit. I smell shit. But I just didn't want to look. I go, I smell, that's, 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 I was just doing this. I was like, that's shit. That's an intense type of shit. And I look over and this man just shit his pants. But he, we made eye contact. And right, and, I'm, and when I did this, I go, fuck, I can't move. Like, I can't get up right away because he's going to know. I know he shit himself and I don't want any more beef from him. So I sat with him in the shit for 30 minutes. Oh, God. Dude, you're too, you're too nice, man. I mean, it's okay. Like, the guy shit himself. You have the right to kind of, like, move on there. But listen, buddy, no offense, but you shit your pants. Like, I'm... Yeah, not for nothing. Like, if I were to shit myself, I would want privacy. I would want people to get up and leave, you know? Dude, one time I sat next to someone who shit himself, and this is great. I, I step on the subway train, and I sit down, and I smell shit. So I start, I'm looking at the right, and I'm kind of looking to see who it is, and I keep looking around, and then finally I see the guy to my left who is obviously the guy who had done it. But not only was it obviously he had done it, he was doing this to me, Dave. He was going. Which <laughs> 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 he's waving at me with his fingers. Like oh, I, I couldn't God. even be mad at the guy. I was like, dude, listen, like your game is on point, man. That's You're still working it. Bold flirtation strategy. Um, I love I love shit like that though, like the little like cute like <laughs> flirtatious wave from a man who had shit his pants. <laughs> Fucking lovely moment. Um, I don't know. Well, Dave, I, so, I'm a big I'm a fan of the show. Sorry, sorry, Francis. Sorry, we lost you for a second. Oh, that. sorry. I, Dave, I want to ask you about the show. I'm a fan of the show. Um, I love your character, and. Oh. I think it's so cool, like such a great uh, vibe and theme that runs through the show. Um, obviously, you have. What, what's your background, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I was born in Canada. My parents were born in Lebanon, but we, my, all my siblings were born in Windsor, Canada, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm Lebanese Christian. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So. Lebanon, um, like what part of Lebanon does your family come from? Um, well, my mom left when they were young. So they're, my mom and dad are from different parts uh, of, of Lebanon. And my dad, it's weird because I just, I was looking at my green card uh, application forms and my dad married my mom. My dad was 38 and my mom was 22. 
at a boy marry her and so he he came from lebanon to canada as an adult basically and then she got there when she was like a kid so i I don't think she spent as much time as my dad did in lebanon and i think he was told to leave his sister left and he was like he won't tell me but i think he was causing ruckus and they were like you gotta get out of here Mm. (laughs) he's causing trouble (laughs) amazing do you speak uh, Arabic at all or French? No, um, I do speak Arabic, but it's choppy. It's not as good. I used to know how to speak way better. Like when I was a kid, my parents taught me how to speak Arabic and sent me to school, so, like to kindergarten. I didn't know how to speak English. And then the teacher thought I was deaf and blind. And then from there, the school had to, because <laughs> she would show me a picture of stuff and I would just answer in my culture. So it was like, let's say it was an apple and I'd be like, tefeha. And then she'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like you could, like, what <laughs> this is kid this? is mentally <laughs> ill, dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> I would have done the same thing um, if, as the teacher. So my mom and dad kind of like taught me how to, how to speak English from, from at home and at school. That's what, you know, my mom would buy me wrestling magazines and make me like I'd watch, that's why I started to love wrestling, which, uh, is uh, super weird, I guess. And then um, as I got older, I lost the language a bit. I can understand everything though. If, I, if someone was speaking, I could fully understand it. Mm. Interesting. I was always under the assumption that, I know, I happen to know a bunch of Lebanese people and all of my Lebanese Christian friends, they like default to French and like their dads know Arabic, but like they don't really type of thing. And I've always thought yeah. that was interesting. So it's interesting to hear you say that, that like you were like raised speaking Arabic. That's cool. Well, dude, my dad has a French name, but does not speak French. He speaks Armenian. Oh, word. Interesting. So I was like, his name is Jean and there's not one ounce of French in Like he doesn't even bring it up, doesn't speak. I'm like, do you know how to speak French? Uh, and he goes, no. <laughs> okay, why do you have a French name? <laughs> okay. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, Fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting really spectacular if you want to start your very own podcast anchor.fm download it now um you you are on the show with mo amer right yes and mo is a super interesting guy i was introduced to mo when i saw him i went to see dave chappelle when dave chappelle was like first getting back into stand-up after the show and Mo opened for him and this was at like uh Gramercy theater or something and Mo blew us away um me and my friends we'd never seen him before and he had this great joke about performing for the troops and being like surprise motherfuckers today's the day like he was gonna blow (laughs) all up and um I never forgot it and Mo has continued to to work with Dave Chappelle all these years but I think it's a, a phenomenal casting to have you guys all on the show with, with Rami and, and it's so cool. I mean, what 
you know, what has your, how has your life changed, if at all, since you have been on the show? I think also working too with Mo, like Mo, like Mo and Rami and Steve, like it, I'll, 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 especially if me and Mo are in a scene together, I, it's hard not to crack. Like there's been a couple of times where I'm He's like, just too well, funny. yeah, I'm like, I'm going to fucking crack here. And then like, and then luckily, like this season, there was a scene where we're in a hotel room and we're like, uh, he's doing, he's speaking Arabic. And I, during the filming, I'm like, if he doesn't, because he had like, he had this fur coat on and he's like, he's like speaking like, he's like, Allah and he has these goggles, uh, the, uh, what are they called? The virtual reality. <laughs> I couldn't take him seriously. <laughs> I was just sitting in the bed and I was like, no, don't, don't laugh. The whole time I was like, when they were like action, I go, don't laugh. He sounds fucking ridiculous. And it was just, but he's such a funny, funny dude, man. Like he, uh, and his energy is like, is so uh, contagious as well. Like when he's in a room, like you're like, it's and fun and it's always like a good time. But I think I just, so I didn't even answer the question yet, but has it changed? Um, yeah. Cause you'll hear more, more people, more people will message me and say that they're like fans, but it'll go, it'll go deeper than that. Like the, like how it relates to them, how it helped, like, you know, they have something now, you know, growing up, they didn't have anything to look at or inspire to. And then they have that and they have this show now. I think that is, you know, I've never really had it um, like that on any level or people, you know, like um, not only fuck with the show, but they're, they've connected to it in, in a way that I, you know, I have no experience. I've never experienced before. Very fucking cool, man. Um, it's amazing how shows like take a season to really pick up steam. You know what I mean? Like that first season it came out, people liked the show. It was good, whatever. Rami obviously gets a golden globe, but like a good show that gets picked up for season two, people catch on, on a, in a big way during season two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then Mahershala as well, adding yeah. Mahershala. You know, so you for those of you who don't know, Mahershala Ali is in season two of Rami. Rami told me that he had asked if he could be on the show. Yes. That's fucking insane. The like, most coveted actor asking you if he can be on your show. Like, can you picture a hotter situation? <laughs> Dude, speaking of the hottest situation, Mahershala's voice is pornographic to me. <laughs> I know. The way he speaks, and I think for me, honestly, weirdly, it was the most erotic when he was on House of Cards. Oh, I God. loved his character on House of Cards. I, obviously, in Moonlight, he was spectacular and all this Maybe. other stuff that he's done. But his kind of like Washington, D.C. insider, uh, political lobbyist, correspondent, whatever the hell he, he was in, in House of Cards, I thought his voice suited that role so well. And boy, it is a... That is a lovely voice. Wait, it was, I, I didn't watch it. Wet, dude. Was his voice, was his voice, this, did he change his voice? I didn't watch it, uh, House of Cards, or was it like? It was, it was, I don't know. It was just, I remember being very struck by it. It's no different than the voice that he speaks with in, um, in I don't think in, uh, you know, in Rami, or I actually haven't seen season two, so I haven't seen his role yet. Um, but, or, you know, or in Moonlight. But in Green Book, his voice was different. He obviously played like a yeah. very erudite character in, in Green Book. Dude, he's such, his very voice weird. is like um, uh, very captivating. Like I remember I was like hella nervous. I had like this like uh, one scene, but like I, I was too panicky 
leading up to it, like I had just too much anxiety. Like it wasn't, it, um, like I didn't have that, that many lines, but I was so scared and I was so anxious that um, I get there, it's early in the morning, I'm in the trailer with, with my homie and he's, I'm pacing and he's like, yo, yo. He's like, you've memorized the lines. You just gotta chill. He goes, just chill, man, sit down. And I'm just like, <laughs> like a psychopath. I'm like, but it's him. <laughs> and then I go, fuck it. I need like, I need to go outside. I'm gonna go get a sandwich or something. And I go outside, dude. And it's, it's like, uh, it's this is in New York. There's like nobody out there. There's just trailers, and there's like nobody, bro. It's like five in the morning, five thirty in the morning. And I see some guy from a distance walking over. And I go, no. In my head, I go, no. And it's it's him. And I've never met him, bro. And I'm like, oh no, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do I say hi? I think I said that I go, do I say hi? Like, how do I, do I go a handshake? But it, he got close and he goes, he opened with, he was just like, hey, uh, he goes, hey, well, nice to meet you, my brother. He was like a fan of the show. Like he was like, he, you know what I mean? And then we like dapped it up and it was happened so fast. Like, and then he just dipped out and I'm like, and I was just by myself. <laughs> <laughs> you were shook, dude. I was shook, but I was still nervous. And then it just got, eventually it got, it, it, I was calm. And then we went back another day. And then he just was like, dude, man, he made me so um, chill, compassionate, and uh, uh, silly too. I remember I was like, I had to take a, I had to take a shit. <laughs> so I go, I go on to them. I go, how long before we come back? And they're like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, damn it. So I go take a, uh, a shit. But I can hear on the radios, it feels like it's frantic like they might be going back. So I cut the shit in half. I go, okay, you just got to stop. Like, it's like, you know, so Jesus. now I'm, I leave the building and I'm just like walking hella awkward, but I don't think anyone, when I turn the corner, I think I'm alone and I'm like, ah, fuck. And then he's <laughs> the only one out there. And he turns around and he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, brother, he goes, uh, what's wrong? And I should have said nothing. I should have said nothing. And I go, Hey man, uh, I shit, I, I shit. I went to take a shit, but I thought we we're gonna come back, but we didn't. So it's kind of like a half a shit. So I'm just walking like, and then he's just quiet, and I'm quiet because I revealed this stuff. And then he goes, "Is there anything I could do to help?" And then we pause, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and we both start laughing, and he goes, "Nah, there's nothing. What can I do?" <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! I'm uncomfortable hearing this story. I can't I imagine what it was like. Jesus, Dave. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Well, do you, has it improved your love life at all? Being like That's on this great question. Show? Has uh, has have women reached out? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. do you feel more confident? Do you feel like I feel sexier? Are like, you asking if I feel sexier? Well, uh, there's a there's a lot of things that contribute to the question. I mean, like, do you feel more in the control of the situation? Are you? I know that you're notoriously, you know, anxious when it comes to romance and dating. I'm wondering if this has helped you sort of like get over that. Like, how, what are your thoughts? Um, I still get rattled by DMs in a sense of like, what do I do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I, do I go, like, do you want to hang out? Do I ignore it? Um, uh, it has given me uh, confidence. Yeah. Like, right. But not, but I'm still nervous. Gee, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's given me confidence in a sense of like, you know, I feel like I have a secure job and that kind of, you feel that confidence walking around and you're, I'm proud of the show. So there is that element, but I still fall back into my habits of like, 
oh man, like the anxiety. And I'm like, should I ask her out? Like, <laughs> right. And I imagine that anxiety can manifest itself in a new way. Now you feel like there's pressure because, you know, you're this, you're this fucking star now, dude. And like, you're just like, I don't, you know, when she gets to know me and, and your head starts sweating, I'm just picturing what your inner dialogue would be. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> just like mumbling. There's one time I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this one story and it's probably, I shouldn't cause it's like this for it's, well, it's not even that bad. I just, this girl uh, was a fan of the show and we're just like, she's like, do you want to hang out? I go, yeah. And we went for like, din- it's like seven, eight o'clock. It's like, it's like dinner time, right? And I would think, you know, I, it's, I feel it was like a date, right? I guess I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really assume, assume, but halfway through we're eating and we're like laughing and having a good time. And she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, my boyfriend. And I went, like, I had food, like, I go, <laughs> I go, boyfriend she goes she goes yeah i go you have a boyfriend and she goes yeah i go that's that's wild she goes how's that wild i go because we're sitting here and she goes yeah i know i told him i go you told him that you came here she goes yeah i said i'm going to hang out with the guy from from rami and then he made this joke that you know that uh, i'm not gonna come like i'm gonna go out with you and i go why would you tell him? She goes, well, we're, we're in the rocks on the rocks anyways. And I'm like, Holy fuck. She goes, I don't understand how you didn't know I had a boyfriend. It's on my Instagram. I go, I don't check for the dude. <laughs> I thought that was your brother. <laughs> I thought you were really close to your brother. Uh, <laughs> dude, who's fucking right. checking Instagram going is that I'm like and then she still wanted to hang out and then I just kind of like never did like I was like I'm out I just thought that was fucking nuts like I just thought it was a crazy then I was like is that because that's is that somebody wanting to be around people on TV that they would do something like they, like if I was like a construction worker or an accountant would she be hanging out like like it just blew my mind that she told this person you know what I mean? Like, it's just wild. Right. I don't know. Like you were on her list of exceptions or something. It's, it's, and then, and then I voiced, I go, look, I don't feel comfortable with this. And then she's like, still like, I don't get why you're being weird about it. Like I'm the weirdo for trying. <laughs> dude, why? Yeah. Why were you being weird about it? Dude? Who gives a fuck? Just, you know, I, she doesn't care. It's fine. I know she didn't care. And I, and, and look, Julio, I've told you, like, I, you know, I've, I've done some fucked up shit, you know, and I've cheated on a girlfriend and I, and look, I'm not even saying that that's, that's like, uh, I had my scumbag days and I was ready to put the scumbag hat back on. But for some odd reason, I don't know if it's age or just that moment, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna, I don't want to do this. And I wanted for some odd reason, justice. And, uh, it was not received well at all. <laughs> Dave, what's your I, I have to say that the thought of a girl having you on her like hall pass list is very funny to me. <laughs> also, if it's like if I ever run also, into Leonardo DiCaprio, John Hamm, or Dave Merhej, <laughs> all bets are off. Dude, that's not a hall pass that I would sign off on. I'm yeah. not, like, uh, like we, that's why I was like, get home to him. <laughs> that's funny dude yeah dave you're the most actually a guy like dave's the most dangerous guy to have on that list because he's accessible mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's gonna look yeah. at those dms also also there's a decent chance you could run into a guy who looks a lot like dave merhej and just accidentally be like i ran into dave merhej and fucked him 
And then only later did I found out that it, it wasn't him, you know? Like, you're I not accidentally the fucking idea a Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike, you know? That is fucking great, dude. <laughs> Francis, what's no, your no. policy about banging people in relationships? Like, when you were a single guy, if you found something out, what, do you have a Look, feeling about that? You know, it's a great question. I mean, you don't want it to happen. It's not like... You know, but I, I think I think it's also one of those things where guys are more honest about it than girls. And what I mean is like, you know, women will put out this like we gotta stick together thing and then they'll bang dudes that are in relationships and then whatever. Whereas guys will just be like, Yeah, whatever. It's not my fault. It's right her fault, like whatever. And and we're not pretending that there's some like bond of brotherhood. Like guy code doesn't extend so far as you can't bang some chick who's dating a guy. You if, don't, you don't, if you don't know him, you know bro, what I mean? I, bro, I literally like uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago, uh, a girl that I've like been in, uh, in and out with for years, she, she, she was, yeah, I told her the same thing. So I was like, look, I, 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 I don't know your boyfriend. I've never seen this person. And I legitimately don't have an, uh, uh, I don't give a fuck because I don't know this guy. And, I, I was like, and I, even saying it, I was like, this is fucking ignorant on my part. But it was like, I, there's no code. Like this idea that there's like this bro code. There's a bro code between me and my homies for sure. Yes. I'm not doing that. But I mean, like a guy I've never seen, I don't know about. And you're out here and you don't, you've told me, you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do this. Why am I, why should I feel guilty? not doing it do you know what i mean if, if exactly. you're willing i will say this i will say this if i'm at a bar when i'm single and i'm talking to a girl and she reveals that she has a boyfriend i'm usually giving up at that point yes. right yes. like i'm usually like all right well you know okay now whatever but then from that point if she then takes the reins and starts to yes. like show that she still wants to hook up i'm not gonna stop her Maybe maybe they're in an open relationship, or maybe it's like you said, they're on the rocks, or, or who knows? Maybe he's a piece of shit yeah. and cheats right. on her or whatever, and it's like, all right, you know, that's not in my hands. I will say that for me, the one thing that would prevent me from really, like, from doing that would be if the guy was, like, really good at martial arts or maybe handicapped, Right. <laughs> those would be the two scenarios where like i'm either like well if now i'm putting my own life at risk i don't want to break my arm over this you know right. whatever or two it's like well my conscience is going to get in the way if you know if he's like a a purple heart winner or something like that you know what i mean like 100 percent. dude i think the one the guilt doesn't get in my way as much as i know that the next time i'm in a relationship it fucks with my head because like you, that girl is sleeping with you. She has a boyfriend. He has no idea. And you're like that guy, that poor bastard. And then one day you're in a relationship and you start thinking about shit that you shouldn't be thinking about. Cause like you've been the guy on the other side of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. But the, the foresight to think that it's going to predispose you towards seeing that in your own life later on is, 
is very like neurotic, I would say. Okay, fine. But, but the only reason is I've, I know it from experience. So like, I'll still do it, right. but like in, in an ideal scenario, I'd like to avoid it just because I know it'll make the wheels turn in a way that I don't want them to someday. Interesting. Mm. You know? I don't know, whatever. I, I agree with you if like, if she, if the girl goes, I have a boyfriend, it's like, I'm done. Like I'm, but if, if, if there's like a pursuit, like furthermore, I don't know if I, you know, I've been weak and, I, and, I've, and I've fallen to it. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm strong. I, you know, I've, I've fallen. I'm like, okay, let's do this kind of thing. But if she says it off the bat, I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. But like you said, if, if, they're, if they're gonna keep pursuing. Right. And the reason is that typically I, when they say they have a boyfriend, I just assume that means you're, you're, they're not eligible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, shame on the dude who is, you know, hears that news and is like, come on, you can look the other way. Right. And like, is a total slime ball yeah. about it. I don't like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah totally. you then like put your hand on my leg and you're like, but it's, it's February 29th or whatever. The every four years there's a leap year, and according to Irish Catholic tradition, I'm allowed to take it in the butt. Stranger, <laughs> you're like, what? Ah, didn't know about that. Didn't know about that tradition. Dude, I have some friends that like, like you guys know Danny Palmer, right? Just got Danny Palmer. He's a comedian. He's a couple years older than me. He's he's a nice guy, but like he's so weird about. He'll talk to a girl with a boyfriend the entire night, make no progress. He's clearly friend zoned. And then he'll be like, dude, she looked at me, dude. I'm like, bro, you are such a fucking, like, you have no chance. He's like, she looked at me, dude. He's like, I got her Instagram. I'm like, that's not a thing. That's public information. She just wants followers. Yeah. And like one at a time. So she's not doing well. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. is the most grassroots social media influencer that's ever lived. She's going door to door to build her Instagram account. It's just the <laughs> idea when you know Danny, you're like, and then the visual of his head comes in, like his wobble, as his head is bobbing. Just yeah. you telling that story is just funnier, knowing him. You're like, this guy legitimately spent 10 hours trying to get friends out. Mm. Yeah, dude. It's really crazy. He, he really, I don't know. I wish him the best, but, but, um, Dave, uh, so I know you have a lot of like great epic fails and for, uh, like with dating stories that you've told me over the years. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you have anything that comes to mind that is particularly funny that you might want to share with us. Um, there was, yeah, there also, I want, you know, you guys to know, not that you both would, would, would care is that I am not, out here fucking girls that are in <laughs> like I, it's like I, I don't do it all I, I don't it's I've done it like a few that one time but like I'm not out here doing it all you know what I mean why one time <laughs> why why did I tell you or why don't I do it all the time? yeah why are guess- you out there piping up a storm <laughs> yeah you know no, it's because it's like you know I, yeah I don't want it I'm not like you know it, it's still I have some code in my head, I'm not just out here fucking girls as boyfriends. Like I just with a, like, I, it was just like a one-time thing. Dude, I'm 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 so curious though about like I have to think that <laughs> girls who are attracted to you because of your role on the show, what sort of girls are they? I mean, it has to be like the most culturally, um, like you know, <laughs> developed 
sort of like academic, you know, very, very progressive, smart women. Yeah. And you're not getting like, yeah, yeah. you're not getting like the chicks who watch like, you know, the, the real housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Vanderpump, you know I mean? like work that would be required, I think. To, to, to. <laughs> well, the two girls, the two, the two girls were both in relationships that reached out, that wanted to hang out. Like one was engaged. I found out. That's the fuckery of the whole thing. How wild is that? I was like, uh, and I didn't know until like I didn't go out, I didn't hang with her, but then it was like, oh, I'm engaged. I'm like, what? They're like, oh, I just want to be, uh, you know, friends. I go this is weird if you're messaging me on Instagram like at 11 at night. Like, I don't think your, your, your fiance would, would. And then I just cut it off. I was like, this is just fuckery. You know what I mean? But they are like, that's the weird part. It's like, what what am I drawing here? Like, you know, with a character, like who's a devout Muslim. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Why am I getting people that are in relationships to be like, yeah, that guy wants to fuck. Like, I let me build with that guy. <laughs> He's got a wife and a doctor. He's a doctor on TV. Like it, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but gee, you want epic? You want epic? I guess there's like there's one where, bro. This is very embarrassing. This is very sad. This is not. It's very very sad. Uh, <laughs> hey man, we're here very, for you, bro. Very very sad. So this girl, very. I was very. We were seeing each other. I was very attracted to her. We we're fooling around. I, I. Uh, she gets up halfway through. She has to go to the bathroom. But I had come on her sheets. I was too excited. I, had, I had <laughs> <laughs> So how did, that, how did that happen, though? Did it just happen? Did it happen from contact? Like, what? Per- happened what? from contact. And I kind of started talking as, like, I, start, I knew I was going to come. And I started to distract the moment and cause, like, a scene. Because I knew I was going to bust. So I was, like, planning it. And then she had gone. And then I was like, fuck, how do I clean this? I can't clean it. I'm fucked. It's like a spot, dead ass center in the bed. She's going to come back. I'm like, fucking too old for this bullshit. I was like, and so when she got back in the room, I was just, the bed is, I'm st- like in front of the bed, like, no, I'm not on the bed anymore. So she's like, well, what's wrong? And I go, ah, I got to tell you something, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so she thought it was like, fuck, did this guy, is he guy cheating? Is he break up, uh, breaking up? And I go, uh, and I just couldn't get the words out. I, I like, and then she goes, what? She, I she didn't finish my sentence. She goes, what the, what's that? Like she saw it and I go, I first went, I go, I, go, I, I don't know. Like I panicked, I go, I, I don't know. She goes, what do you mean you don't know? I go, oh, fine, it's, I came. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> She goes, you came. I didn't even know. I go, I know you didn't know. I was trying to clean it up, but you got back here quick. What did you say to distract her as you were coming? Dude, that's my favorite part of this, that he's some (laughs) kind of ventriloquist throwing his voice, speaking out of the lamp, being like, oh, (laughs) look over there. The lamp's talking. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got super extra like excited. So I created this commotion of getting excited, like like orgasming and like maybe covering my face. There was a lot of like, yeah, a lot of motion that way. <laughs> oh, dude, that's tough, man. But that doesn't sound like you're distracting her. That sounds like you're drawing attention to it. Yeah, probably better choice of words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> dude, do you, all right. So you guys just got picked up for season three. It's very exciting. 
Um, it must be nice to know you have work in this crazy landscape that we're in right now. Does part of you ever think that you need to be really nice to Rami because if you're not, he'll kill your character? <laughs> no, he's made jokes that he's going to kill off my character. Uh, <laughs> I, wh where was I? Because they get me to, they, 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 I have like a lot of Arabic words that I don't know, like I don't know, I'm not knowledgeable of. So memorizing them for me are, are extremely tough. So the joke is that I, I was telling one of the writers, I'm like, come on, man, can you just ease up on that? He goes, I don't know, man. You're like the most devout Muslim on the show. So I, it, yeah. So I, um, he heard me talk to my mom on the phone in Arabic. And then it, I, he, I get off the phone, he goes, how the fuck did you nail all those words? You can't. And then Rami was like circulating and he goes, Rami, this guy's talking to his mom fully in Arabic. And like, and then he's like, oh, okay. He goes, uh, we'll cut him out. Like, like jokes like that. <laughs> so I don't, I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I hope I don't get cut out. G. I hope you don't either, man. I'm really I would never be nice to him. Like, obviously I just for the sake of, you know, nice, but uh, he clowns me a lot. <laughs> I mean, listen, what are you going to do? It's your boss, dude. Your friend and your boss. <laughs> friend and boss. <laughs> it's nothing like getting dissed and then you know it's your boss and you just got to be like, and then everyone's laughing and you just have to put your head down. You're like, I can't. Yeah, you just got to fucking eat it, dude. Take it on the chin. Love that. Um, cool. Well, France, you got any other questions for uh, for our pal here? No, I, I, I'm I'm so thrilled to uh, to dive back into Rami season two and uh, congrats again on season three being renewed. Thank Check you. out Rami on Hulu. It's an unbelievable show. It's super funny. But it's super interesting, too, from like a cross-cultural perspective. Um, and uh, obviously, that's Dave Merhej. He plays a, a fantastic character on the show. Dave, thanks for joining us, man. This was great. I know, look, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying this because I know G, and, and, I, and there's no way this is sucking up at all. It's like I watched you guys' clips. I think both of you are super hilarious um, individually, but also as a, as, a, as a unit. And it's very, very funny. Like, I'll, you know, you know you know, when you're on Instagram and you, you'll say, you know, this is rude for me saying, but like, sometimes you'll see a clip and you're like, I'm not turning on the volume. Like you just scroll by it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I always turn on the volume with you guys oh, and I thanks, enjoy dude. it. I think it's funny. And I, and I, I was genuinely excited. G won't believe me. Uh, uh, or maybe he will. When he texts me, he's like, do you want on? I was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thanks, <laughs> man. Is, yeah. So I, I want to say that. Dude, bottom. thank you, man. That's very appreciate nice. Appreciate you very much. We appreciate it. Um, G, take us out, dude. That was great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, guys, check out uh, Dave. Where can we find you on Instagram and stuff? Oh, just Dave Merhej. Uh, just that. That's the handle. Cool. So check him out on Instagram. Uh, check out Rami. Um, make sure you guys uh, send us, you know, your stories and your oopses and all that stuff to oopspodcast at gmail.com or to our Instagram accounts. I'm at not Julio Francis at Francis C.C. Ellis or at oops the podcast. Um, you know, we're going to be in the studio soon, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, thank you guys for listening, as always.